episode uh, 124 of q Quest. I'm your host, Mike Epps, a.k.a. Wheels, and with me as always... Uh, fighting battles at every turn, David McBurney, Fable Master. And calling in from Japan, uh, Michael Baker, Gaiji no Gatari. Nice to see, talk to you guys again. Yay! On this Spider-Man Eve. Spider-Eve, you might say. Eve, it's been out for like four days. What? You got it early? It's not fair. Like last Friday or last Thursday, I think. Oh my god, it comes out... Well, now today... I can't really say tomorrow <laughs> since it's past midnight. That's not fair! Hmm. Not fair. Okay, thank you for joining us on this Spider Eve for some of us. Unlucky <laughs> folk. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think maybe we should talk about what we've all been playing first. I know, based on a recently published article, what one of us have been playing. Yeah. So, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, Saga Scarlet Grace, I finally just did that impression, whatever, impression preview, fair warning article that I was thinking about doing for the last couple months. It's like, hey, it's coming out to America soon anyway. Sure. Hello? I definitely recommend everyone check that out. Uh, and it sounds like it is a weird game, but one I'm definitely excited for. Well, it's Saga, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It certainly has its quirks and its oddities, and yeah, um, it's just it's nowhere near as what's the right word here, redonkulous as Unlimited Saga, but nothing ever is. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a uh, a high bar to cross. Mm-hmm. No, it's a very low bar to hop over. <laughs> I mean, it'd be tough for anything to be weirder than that. I mean, not not so much weird, it's just obtuse. Yeah. I mean, when anybody wanting to get or to figure out how to play the game has to read somebody else's... What was it? Hundred something page FAQ on how to play it first Jeez. because the game's own manuals in English don't tell you enough. <laughs> never, never a good sign. No. It's kind of like the double plus ungood sign. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so you've been playing anything else, or is that pretty much it? Well, I also finally just downloaded all those Vita games that I had with the get certificate. Sweet. So should be fun. Mostly puzzlers or platformers, and 
Any how um, the most I could get for five thousand yen, which it turns out to be eight games and twenty three yen left over. Not bad at all. Yeah. Do I dare ask? I just came back. Sorry, I got a lot of plates spinning right now. Mm. He uh, just bought a handful of Vita games. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, like quite a lot, and I guess you can get good prices in Japan, so. Yeah, I mean, I had a 5,000 yen gift certificate and oh, that makes sense. a bunch of games under a very, for a very low price, so, yeah. Nice. Of course, the last one was chosen under the Price is Right rules. What's the most I, what's the most I could spend and keep it under 1,000 yen? Which <laughs> <laughs> turns out to have been... A virus called Tom. Hmm. Odd little game. Um, it's kind of similar to the old pipe dream games, you know, where you're trying to build a, a circuit for something to follow. That sounds pretty cool. Except in this case, you are a sort of a computer virus. Not not exactly computer virus, but you're a sort of like a nanobot drone that's trying to infect everything in the city. Hmm. Because, and this is quite hilarious with the intro, has Tom's inventor, Dr. X, going on about all the great things he did, like inventing robotic pets and automatic um, automatic sidewalks so nobody had to worry about walking anywhere. And then I built the giant killer robots to enforce the rules so that make sure that everyone actually used those walking sidewalks. And then they, then they, threw, they threw me out of the company. How dare they? Um, it's just like, that escalated quickly. Um, <laughs> Went from kind of kooky to full-on mad scientist. So he invented Tom to just destroy everything in the city. <laughs> it's kind of a cute game in its own weird way. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Did I see you also grabbed uh, SteamWorld Dig 2? Yep. Have you had a chance to play that one yet? Not yet. Okay. I've played a little bit of it, and it's it's pretty cool. Though I've mostly played it on 3DS so far. Mm. But uh, I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy X-2. Mm. Trying to beat it finally, maybe. Mm-hmm. Good luck. don't skimp on the side material yeah we'll see how that goes Um, July is a busy month so I feel like something's just going to distract me like uh, we got Fire Emblem in a few weeks and Ultimate Alliance 3 and what the heck else comes out this month I feel like I'm forgetting something else I mean that's already more than we usually get in July that's true Oh, what was the other thing? Uh... Wheels' big day out. It was a little Spanish flea. <laughs> he thought he'd be. Uh, I mean, did you pick up? Oh. Uh, did you already pick up Mario Maker Two? No, no. Oh, Dragon Quest Builders Two is probably what you're thinking of. Uh. Surprisingly, it wasn't. It's God Eater 3 on the Switch. 
Oh, because you're that criminal. Yes. Uh, I will probably have to get builders as well. Wolfenstein Youngblood as well. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, going into the 18 section again. So, Too many games, not enough time. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Not enough well, money. Yeah. Well, it's the expensive. nice, the nice thing about that uh, Wolfenstein is it, you can get like a buddy pass, and I guess yeah. you can get give it to as many people as you want. Just the only thing is they they can only play when you're playing. Right. So what you're saying is you'll be sending me that code. Correct. <laughs> he thought he'd be. Yeah, that's that's a neat idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's we basically like three releases in July is already super weird. Yeah. Uh, I can't watch the stream because I still haven't started Bloodstained and won't until I'm on the train. Yeah. Um, uh, so the other thing I've been playing, which you ever watched me play before, is Yokai Watch Four. Mm-hmm. Which the is... Legend of the Dying franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Well, remember, these are yokai. Half of them are ghosts anyway, so they will come back. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but that's been pretty cool so far. I was worried based on early video footage and the fact that it supposedly runs on the uh, Nino Kuni engine that it would be like Nino Kuni on the PS3, but thankfully it does not play quite like that. It's... I think it plays more like Nino Kuni 2. <laughs> No, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say it plays a lot like Yokai Watch Blasters, kind of hmm. adjusted into more of a Talesy, like cut to a separate battlefield type of battle system. Before the new Tales, by the way. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if Tales of Arise still has a battle dimension. It's a good question. I don't know much about Tales of Arise. It didn't pick my interest. Um,. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yokai. Yeah, like it looks like it has a coherent uh, combat system, which puts it one off above what I played of Yokai Watch 1. So. <sighs> wow. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Shots pretty fun. fired, not actually parried in any fashion. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, if anyone was worried, since I probably said it looked like. Nino Kuni one when we were talking about it before it came out. It's does not really play like that and it seems to be pretty fun. You can sit switch between characters on the fly. You can actually control your human human character in battle. And there are many, many horrifying yokai designs so far. How you how horrifying are we talking about? Well, imagine Jibanyan if he was taller and had Oh like, that thing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. You already know. Yeah, the really about. large Shibanyan seems to have been a misstep in a multitude of fashions. Uh, there's also the the one we saw today, which was a yokai bike, where the mouth is like on the side of the tire, and it just looks unsettling. I can't believe wheels would be speaking out against talking wheels. And then there's the uh, version of Hung Gramps, who instead of looking like a cute, weird. Grandpa Yokai just looks like a grandpa. <laughs> like you're slightly you're slightly melting grandpa. Yeah. I feel like the like I was looking at what's been going on with the Yokai Watch franchise like 
you, Gaijin, you might know better what's been going on, but it seems like they tried to redesign some of the yokai to sort of appeal to an, a ch- an older children demographic, but doesn't seem to have really worked. But, yeah, seemingly the popularity of the franchise as a whole has kind of gone down, and that was one of their attempts to revitalize it. Hello? Did we I may- cut out? No, you oh. didn't cut out. We may have lost Gaijin as seems to happen often as of late. I blame Skype, the nature of the internet, and also Skype. Yeah, but now uh, it does... Now's my turn to talk about what I've been playing. Well, is he, was that him right there, Kaijin? This is no, I thought I heard him talking. The major town. You've really made the grave. Uh, you want to... All right, go ahead and... You can talk about your judgment. It's great. It's great. It's uh, They made a game just for me because I don't know why, but they did it. It's got Yakuza in it, but it's also got investigation elements. And it's just a little bit of Ace Attorney in there just for me. And that's really cool. Uh, it does some interesting things to the pacing, by which I mean that, like, the game can give the protagonist, uh, Yagami, he, he has reasons to go to places that aren't, that something is happening there right now. <laughs> Which was always, like, a thing in Yakuza, where, like, a lot of the side content involved you just sort of okay. cutting around. Oh, hey, you're back. Yay. Yeah, it just didn't have the drop call thing. That's, yeah, uh, freaking Skype. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, we'll double back for just a minute. I was asking, you might know better what's going on with the Yokai Watch franchise, given that there's actual advertisements for it where you live, but it uh, seems like the popularity has gone down, and some of the redesigns in 4 were part of like an earlier initiative to try to make the franchise appeal to a slightly older t- uh, older child demographic. Well, I mean, when I look, when I see love the new designs, I, I'm reminded of some of the older horror manga from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I feel like they're trying a bit for that, although not too much, because, I mean, they still want to market it to, like, 12-year-olds, but still. Yeah, and there's a lot of things in those manga that you cannot show to kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never, I'll never forget that Devil Man originally ran in a Shonen magazine. Oh, I'm not even talking about Devil yeah, Man. Yeah, it's definitely I'm, not I'm talking Devil about Man. stuff that's actually based on Japanese mythology, and it's just plain yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like... Even if you were assuming that, like, those uh, old old horror manga about Japanese mythology uh, were, you know, even if those were, like, shonen uh, appropriate at the time, they probably wouldn't be now. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <sighs> Man, those, uh, those demographic designations in Japan. <laughs> Lots to talk about there. But, uh... Yeah, so I've been playing Judgment. Uh, one of the things that I appreciate mm-hmm. is that they brought back... So Yakuza 0 had the style swap system, where you you would swap between a few different styles, and they would each sort of have their own strengths and weaknesses. But kind of the problem that it had was that if you were playing as Kiryu, what it basically meant is that it, you had all of his old moves, but they were now split among three styles. Hmm. Which is not great. Like it, it feel it just makes you sort of feel like you're playing like a weaker version of Kiryu. 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you, like, it worked when you were playing as Majima because he had three styles and none of them were based off of an older style you played before. So they were just, you know, they just all made sense at different times. And they kind of had the same thing going with Yagami and uh, Judgment, where he has uh, two styles, Tiger and Crane. Uh, but each of those is built to, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're like one of them is built for one on one and mm-hmm. one of them is built for, uh, for groups of opponents. So they both have a much more defined niche in the combat. But yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, they've done some modernizing to make it a little more, uh, friendly in certain ways as Yakuza games have slowly been doing over the past few games. The, the mini maps more informative than ever. They've taken out some of the mini games. Very sad. You can't do karaoke in this one. Uh, Mahjong's there, though. Good old reliable Mahjong. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so it's, it's... It's really good. Uh, it doesn't rely on having any any knowledge of the Yakuza franchise, so it's a really good jumping-on point if you thought those looked interesting, but uh, been terrified of the seven-game-strong continuity... Uh, that's gone. It's it's not gone, per se, but, like, nothing about it is important in this case. Um, uh, They have a good roundup of uh, silly Sega games to play in the Club Segas. Uh, The new one they've brought in is, for some reason, they paid M2 to emulate Fighting Vipers, Hmm. which is, uh, which you might remember as the other 3D Sega fighting game franchise, and not the other other 3D Sega fighting game (laughs) franchise, which was known as Last Bronx. Um, but let's see. They also, for some reason, they they went they made a fake game again, which they haven't done the Yakuza arcades in forever. But they made a parody simultaneously of Yakuza Dead Souls and of uh, House of the Dead. Huh. So there's a uh, Kamurocho of the Dead, which gets you every time you complete it, you get uh, every time you complete a level in it, you get a point that says that's called a. Uh, like, all of the experience rewards have names, and this one's they're just called Dead Souls, so... They were having fun. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's neat. Um, I, I recommend it, as I do with most Yakuza products, but particularly if you enjoy uh, the addition of some hard-boiled detective motifs going on there, because... Uh, there's definitely points during Yagami's monologue where it's just like, you, you just really like detective fiction. You just really wanted that in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, the core concept of the game is kind of interesting. Uh, like within the first few minutes, you get introduced to Yagami. He is a uh, defense attorney who has successfully gotten someone cleared of a charge of murder, which... Uh, Everyone has a lot of things to say about that. Uh, talking about Japan's like 99.9% conviction rate on that. So he's a real uh, superstar of a lawyer. And then the guy he just got uh, cleared of that murder charge goes off and kills someone else. So, oh, great. Uh, so he's kind of done with that whole lawyer thing. Because it's just like, well, I'm kind of shattered by that. So he he chooses to go, go into the private detective business. Uh, based on his monologues, it seems to be on the thought process that uh, a lawyer just has to prove their has to prove to the best of their ability a point their point in court, but a private investigator has to figure out what happened, and he would rather be doing that. 
so a lot of uh, there's there's some fun stuff going on in there. There's there's an interesting mechanic where you can like get in disguises and have to actually infiltrate areas, which I had a good time because I like the first one you do. It's great because it's like a this is one that they showed in preview trailers, but it's like you have to get into a building that some Yakuza are hiding out in. So you sneak into the outside and break the air conditioning and then disguise yourself as their repairman. And that was fun in part because like I reached a point where I was trying to explain to them why I wasn't their usual repairman, which led to some good internal monologue from Yagami complaining about why they would have a usual air conditioning repairman. Uh, but I feel really bad that I didn't take the best possible dialogue option that they gave me. Which is, there's a point mm -hmm. where they're asking, like, why you aren't, and one of your options, the option I took, because I assumed it would work, was that, like, oh, the other guy's sick, and he's like, no, I talked to that guy on the phone, he's not sick, but one of your options is just say, oh, I got plastic surgery. <laughs> so, some good dialogue <laughs> options going on here. That's but, pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, it's real good. It scratches that sort of detective, light detective work itch that I get from games. So, highly recommend it if you have a PS4 to play it on. Mm. But that's enough of that. We'll talk about that more the next time we get. Uh, oh, I like blanking on on this man's name. Joshua. Yeah, yeah. Next time we get him on, then you won't be able to escape. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, should we jump into some questions? We might as well. We might as well. All right. You get sure now that my computer's actually letting me hear you again. Yay. <laughs> I, I only caught like a third of the entire judgment talk. That's probably for the best. <laughs> uh, so do we have anything that we want to specifically hit first? Uh, I don't think so. Let's try, let's try and hit as many as we can. Okay, I think I think we can hit everything that we've got. There wasn't anything new in the Discord, so uh, do we want to hit? Well, let's just start from the top. Uh, we didn't get this one last week. It's a one twenty-two question uh, from Budai. Why do you feel some companies have a hard time making hair? Bioware comes to mind. Um, time, money—it's kind of a bad use of resources a lot of the time. Yeah. Also. They have to consider whether or not the machines and computers running the game are capable of processing fast enough to actually make it work. Like the yeah, it's one of those things where like you can put a lot of time and money into hair physics, and like if you just need to worry about that, sure, a computer a computer or a game system can do that. But if it has to do a bunch of other things at the same time, maybe not. And like that's and it, it's it's not like if you're making an, a CGI animated movie where the movie makers can afford to let the computers spend an hour rendering per second. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when your frame rates are going into the negatives, <laughs> that's not a good thing for a video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, realistic hair physics require a lot of, like, per-object collision uh, calculation. That's really, really expensive in both a, like, man-hours and processor fashion. Uh, it's it's just it's and it's another thing of like even if you can technically spare that like when you're making a game like resources are there is always something that could be using those resources like one of the uh, one of the things that always sticks out in my mind about game development and how people 
don't look at it quite the right way is uh, the director of the first two reboot Ninja Gaiden games, Tomonobu Itagaki, talked about how one of the ideas that they had for Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox, and that he wa- he mentioned, oh, I want to implement this into Ninja Gaiden 2 on the Xbox 360, and it wasn't in that either, is he said, we wanted you to be able to switch weapons in mid-combo, but that took up a lot of memory, so it ended up on the cutting room floor. If there was more memory, we might have done that, but... On the other hand, if we had more memory, it probably would have just gone to other things. Like, it, it, that's like when you're budgeting those things, you could spend all of your resources on any of them and probably still have things that you weren't able to do. So, you like when you're making a game, you kind of have to decide. And hair is just one of those things that's easy to throw out as like this isn't important enough to spend a lot of resources on. So, yeah. It's like sometimes it feels like what people really want out of game system is a holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people would like, and that's what we'll, we'll never approach. But that's also like one of the things I remember Microsoft at, the, at their E3 press conference was talking about how their next system will have the capacity for 8K and uh, games that run at 120 frames per second. And I mean... I mean, I'm sure that it's possible to make it refresh frames that fast, but I don't... You will see maybe two games that ever run at 120 frames per second. (laughs) Because it's going to require tremendous sacrifices to make it happen. And you could be using the the brand new, like, supercomputer processor that'll be in that thing to do just about anything else that would be much more useful to the game. So... (sighs) Yeah, so that's that's why Hera always goes by the wayside. <laughs> that's also why animated movies that had good hair was such a big deal. Oh, yeah. Which is also why, uh, for example, Toy Story started with very, very few human characters. And, mm-hmm. Like, everything can just look plastic. Yeah, because did you ever see the baby demo that they did before Toy Story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, those, some of those early Pixar demos, like, some of them look real nice, and then some of them are like, oh, you tried to depict a human, and you shouldn't have. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, that's, that's just one of those... Just one of those things where it's important to think of development as, like, a series of trade-offs rather than just, like, if we had more time, we would have done this, because there's always things you could have done with more time. Uh, let's see. I think the only other one from last week we didn't hit was what is a game in a series that you would never advise people to skip? So I would, I would guess like a series where like you would recommend the series in general, and like if someone said, "Can I skip this one?" you would just say, "Definitely not." Like that's how I'm interpreting this question. Uh, hmm, that's difficult because a lot of RPGs don't really lend themselves to that kind of thing. Like, a lot of them are just like, eh, if you don't like that one, just don't bother, because the next one's starting over from scratch again anyway. Uh, I guess, to bring it to something that, like, has a serialized narrative, but has, like, certain ones that are less essential than others, I guess I would say I would never advise someone to skip Yakuza 2. Mm Mm-hmm. 
uh, that sort of bridges the first game to the rest of the games and is also just the best in the series anyway. So. Uh, Wales. Yes. Which wo- Yokai watch can I skip? Uh, the first one. Wow. Yes. That's always an interesting situation when that's the answer. Like, the first one is skippable. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... But, I mean, the story's not really essential, and the first one has the least refined comment of the series, so... Uh, yeah. Fair enough. And you get the same sort of combat in the second one, but it's more detailed, and there's a lot more side activities to do, so... Yeah. Definitely too. I hear it has some bony spirits in it. It does, and it all, even some fleshy souls. Mm. I forget what the third version was called. Um, Psychic Specters. Sure, that sounds fine. Or something. I was expecting something a little more R-rated, but okay. <laughs> wow. Let's see. Uh... But yeah, like I feel like a lot of RPGs don't have a serialized enough narrative to have to worry about this, other than like I guess if there's one that you think is particularly the best of them that you would tell people not to skip. Of Yokai? Yeah, that's also an ex- an example yeah. that you could yeah. pull up. Three. Definitely play three. <laughs> if you can find any, it uh, or get it digitally. I guess you can just get it digitally. Any other series that you have strong opinions about, like ones that even if someone were to not play the rest of them, they should play that one? Too many. Yeah. Boil it down to your three. Pick three. Um, Let's see, Metal Max 2. Of course. Reloaded. That one one doesn't have a fan translation. I was going to say, I think Metal Max 2 might have a fan translation, but not Reloaded. Reloaded. Um, Just because it's... I mean, it's a remake, but it took all of the things from 3, or all of the improvements from 3, and then fixed some of the lingering issues. (laughs) So, um, it's, it's just a really good example of the series. And, um, what else? Saga, I guess it's a case of how well do you know the person and which one do you think will make them going crazy the least? Um, Oh, no, I want them to go crazy the most, which is why I usually, but not unlimited saga crazy, which is why I always (laughs) just say. I mean, that's what I meant there. Um... Just because, I mean, somebody might not like one, but would really like another, or one that yeah. we don't really like ends up being loved by a lot of other people because it's the least saga-like of them all. Um, allegedly. <laughs> one which uh, shall, oh, he was about to remain nameless, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh. What's a good one? Oh, let's see. Atelier, Atelier. Um, I'd probably either go with either Totori or Asha for Atelier. Mm. Just because those both have pretty good, strong central plot lines. They they present a really good world, and they're mostly decent on the plot um, on the plot threads. So, hmm. fair yeah. enough. Oh, I thought of another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Disgaea. It would also be a start with three. 
Wow. So I think that's it's got like the breeziest main plot in the series. And it's also my favorite plot in the series, so I was expecting you to say four. <laughs> no, four is a close second. But yeah, three is still my favorite. How about Dragon Quest? Which one would you recommend? I don't skip five. I don't know. Five is the one that's getting a movie made about it. Yeah, but the. Uh oh. Um. I believe that is my Skype just crashing, which is wonderful. So. Let me get that back up and running. Just tried to call me again. There, I got it. I got it. Skype just completely crashed on me. Uh, so I guess wonderful. you weren't recording some of that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we were, we were talking about Dragon Quest and which ones not to skip. Uh, we were discussing how 8 probably has the most central plot, even if it's not plot heavy it is plot central which is not always the case with the franchise yeah yeah 11 looks like it's probably like 8 but I haven't played it yet so <laughs> yep it is I, mean, I was getting I was getting like flashes of 7 and 8 from 11 mm. which is kind of weird considering how completely opposite they are in a lot of ways yeah that's I'll have to see how that pans out, because that's odd. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember, oh, what do you even call it? Playing, uh, I, I remember playing 7, and, like, it's even more episodic than usual. PlayStation or 3DS version? Uh, 3DS. Okay, then at least you managed to um, skip the version with that had lots of extra time in the beginning yeah yeah that uh, that three-hour opening that was a choice was made yes the choice was made to actually make it seem more like mist <laughs> seriously that started was, development that was in like 95 so i guess that makes sense yep oh, at the time yeah. i think yuji hori was very very impressed with mist oh boy and wanted yeah i mean seriously that was part of the origin of the uh, strange island with the puzzles and thing and where you could travel to different places yeah it all yeah. sort of fits together when you describe it that way but also I hate it so <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Dragon Quest 7 but that that is a nightmare <laughs> no it's just as you said it's very episodic yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah, it's just once you get to about like 
once you get about 40 hours in and you have no idea when it'll be coming to a close and then it turns out that you're maybe halfway through, it's like, oh. So. It also has a lot of vignettes, so. Yeah, it's one of those games where, like, I can understand looking at all of its material as... Uh, individually and saying that none of it is weak enough to be worth cutting. But when you look at it as a whole, they probably could have stood to cut some of it because <laughs> it gets a little redundant after a while. On the, on the other hand, putting it on a portable system where you can just pick up and play at any time was probably a good idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. It made sense when it finally came to a handheld. That... Uh, <laughs> That was very wise, and there's, you know, it's it's a very nice remake. It's just, you know, the core game is such a, well, you got to be re- in, in it for the long haul or ready to take very long breaks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, don't skip three, five, uh, eight. Those are probably the ones I'm the most fond of, so that sounds good to me. <laughs> Any other franchises we have strong opinions about on this uh, matter? Uh, I guess if you're going to play one saga, you should probably play two. (laughs) You would say that. I would. Let's see. I'm looking. I guess we can jump to the next set of questions. How do you feel about 3D Zelda combat? This is again from Budai. Do you, any games stand out as good or bad? Um, they're mostly just pretty functional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I remember having issues with Ocarina of Time at times, but part of that was just I wasn't used to the control scheme. Yeah. It was and very the rest much of the time it was bongo bongo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like aiming when I'm being sent up and down every few seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I would say that, like, Zelda Ocarina of Time keeps it simple for a very good reason, because 3D combat was not a solved issue at the time. Uh, Let's see. Majora's Mask combat is literally exactly the same. Um, Wind Waker adds some things, but... It's one of those situations where I feel like the parry button was not a great idea because it's just a wind button. And there's a lot more options in Wind Waker, but there's never a reason to use them. Uh, Twilight Princess is basically the same as Wind Waker, but slightly like they depowered the parry in order to make it a little harder. Uh, Skyward Sword has neat combat. I, I like that. Even a lot of other people don't just because it's I a good excuse. It. It's a good excuse to do silly things with the uh, with the Wii Remote. Uh, one of my favorite things in a game was realizing that you can... Like, the final boss of that is a really good sword fight. And realizing that... So, like, one of the moves that showed up in Skyward Sword that's never, ever going to show up again uh, was the Skyward Strike, where you had, like, sword beams, but they happened when you held your sword up in the air, and it would charge... And it took me a while to realize that what the final boss is doing is he's also doing Skyward Strikes. And if you hold up your sword when he's holding up his, you'll steal it from him. (laughs) Stops him from being able to do that to you, which is very useful. (laughs) 
I, know, but, I, think, like, I think one of my favorite boss moments in the series was with Link Between Worlds, where the final fight goes into 2D. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, how can I get around this guy's defenses? And then you realize, wait a minute, I can shoot the arrow backwards. <laughs> yeah. And, and just... it travels all the way around the wall and hits him in the butt. Man, Link Between Worlds is really good. And That's I'm one of the ones I actually 100%. Then in my head, I'm thinking... Like I'm hearing the voice of Doc Brown saying, "You got to think two dimensionally." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Link Between Worlds is really good. Um, but yeah, I think Skyward Sword has really interesting uh, combat. The entire game sort of designed around it, so it's good that they actually nailed it. And then Breath of the Wild is just a uh, great example of how just moving away from anything resembling like structured combat can produce very strange results. Because, like, the, the core sword play of, Sky, of Breath of the Wild is not that interesting, but because of all the different stupid things you can do in it, like, it becomes one of the most interesting. <laughs> I was watching the SGDQ run of Breath of the Wild any percent, and, like, because... The game doesn't delineate very heavily between combat actions and non-combat actions. A lot of your actions have a few different op- have a few different things. So, like, you get the one of the things they do at the beginning of that speedrun is they get the axe, and then like that has like an, a thing it does where it just spins, and like that's supposed to be like its combat utility because it's not really a combat weapon. It's meant for chopping down trees, but it like you. What they did with that was that since that's supposed to be a combat ability, it does it exerts a lot of force at once. So they would uh, use the stasis ability to set a rock uh, up, and then exert a like use that spin to exert a lot of force on it at once, and then jump on and catapult themselves across the area. Which is uh, why Breath of the Wild is so good, both in and out of combat, <laughs> because stupid things like that work. True story. Love that game. Great game. I still need to play the DLC. Uh, see, Budai asking, do you feel that playing games for hours versus watching TV for hours is viewed differently? Does one have a more negative stigma attached to it? Uh, at least in American pop culture, it's... Uh, and like I watched all of a TV show at once has suddenly become the thing you do to t- be able to discuss a TV show. So, <laughs> which is why I will never be discussing a lot of TV shows with anyone ever again. <laughs> yeah, the weird, the the like Netflix really made its identity on the idea if you're gonna watch a really unhealthy amount of any given show at once, here's the entire season, it's all up at once, and if you want to be able to discuss it, you're gonna have to watch all of it right now. Mm-hmm. So. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, yeah, me neither. But yeah, like that, that sort of binge watching has become like not just socially acceptable, but like the way that you're expected to do something to interact with TV in the streaming age. So whereas like I, I think that the stigma has sort of left video like really binge video gaming in part because it's not it, it like. That used to be brought up when it was like someone was playing, uh, let's date this story a bit, like, let's date these stigmas a bit. That used to be brought up a lot because someone was playing 
uh, EverQuest long enough that it endangered their <laughs> child. <laughs> but uh, uh, like that, it doesn't get brought up as much anymore unless it's someone complaining that people look at their phones too much, which is a different kind of complaint. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not. There's when a game comes out because there's too many ways to experience most of them. They don't lend themselves to the same kind of fever about you have to binge as much of it as possible because even if you played a little of it, you might have still seen something entirely different than what your friend saw. Mm-hmm. So you can still maybe discuss it intelligently. Whereas mm-hmm. with a TV show, I mean, you're not going to, unless you're watching them out of order for some reason, you're not going to see them see something that your friend didn't. So, And the, and the uh, networks don't usually show the shows out of order these days. Yeah, that's, that's not as much as they used to. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the, some of those rearranged airing orders sure got uh, wacky. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's before they that's before they even count in how they. Um, it was like when I finally rented the entire Dragon Warrior anime over here just to oh, see how much my memory was from childhood were going. Yeah, and I know that there were only thirteen episodes released in America. Yeah, and one of the scenes that I specifically remember seeing back in second grade yeah, only showed yeah. up at episode twenty-five. Yeah, they did that a lot with anime back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's called massacring. Yeah, yeah. A guy named Massac was really bad about it, but yeah, it's like just chopping up the all the video and pasting it back together to make something else. Yeah, there's a lot to do with, like, the weird mechanics of first-run syndication that definitely don't exist anymore. It's like, you'd get... They'd license a lot of anime that didn't have enough episodes to run in first-run syndication. So it's like, well... I mean, like, that's where the Robotech thing came from. It's like, well, we really want to bring over Macross, but there's not enough episodes of that. So here's some other things that... One of them's kind of related, and one of them's completely unrelated, but whatever. Sell it. Uh... And I never actually saw in most of those episodes, but I did read almost the entire novel series. <laughs> and now I'm remembering I was watch I was watching my usual diet of very bad media and saw like these Barbie style dolls of Robotech characters, and it's just like, oh, these are all just the Macross characters, but they're Barbies now. That's weird. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, go go look up those uh, Robotech girls dolls ads if you're wanting to see how they how they sold that show in the U.S. Uh, but yeah, uh, I remember one of my favorite uh, examples of this is uh, there was a show. No, uh, it's, a, it's a popular show for young girls in Japan called Cardcaptor Sakura. That yeah, that's when, the one that starts with an media rest in the American version. It's like yeah, because they were like, huh, we want to sell this to boys. <laughs> and anytime you have a story starting with. I bet you're wondering how this happened. I'm like, no, please, no. Just show us how it happened. Don't start off with that cliche of an opening. You could have started where it started. There was no reason to not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they really wanted to pretend it was a show that was aimed at boys. It's very much a show aimed at girls. Uh, there, were, there were other things they were going to have problems selling that to a mid-90s, late-90s children's audience in the U.S. But... Uh, like they, so what they, their thought process was, well, she has like a, she has like a, like love interest that shows up like 15 episodes in. So we'll just sort of scoot those episodes to the front and then sort of 
intercut bits from the episodes we skipped as we find time to. <laughs> it's a very confusing idea of what to do with any series, and it really just raises the question of why didn't you just find something that might actually fit the target demographic? There were plenty of them. <laughs> no, because they were thinking, we need everyone's liking this Japanese stuff, let's get something Japanese. Yeah. There was so much Japanese stuff that you could have found that would have actually fit the demographic you wanted to sell it to. I mean, oh. hey, if if the Food Network managed to do it. Famously. Food Network, Food Network uh, went a long way with Iron Chef. For what could not have been a very big investment. Yeah, no, that was, that was probably real cheap on their part. And it's like some, they did skip uh, the episodes that had like the small, the different format. I think there was one. There were early episodes that had like only half hour uh, kitchen battles that were a little different. Yes, but so. nobody ever realized that. Yep, because there was no reason to. Because I mean, it's a cooking show. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. I mean, it's. I am shocked in some ways that Iron Chef aired on American TV and it aired quite a lot, actually. So, Well, it's the start of the, what's the right word here, um, competence porn reality yeah. TV. Yeah, fair, fair. It's, it's like we love to watch people who actually know what they're doing do something that we can't. That's half the reason why you find YouTube channels streaming Mario Maker 2. Yeah, no, like... I, I I love watching someone that actually knows how to do things do things because I have a lot of experience with not knowing how to do things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, that's got really far afield of the original question, which is always fun. <laughs> but let's see. Uh, see, do you feel the playing? Okay, let's see. So let's hit this last one. This one's from Eternal Youth. We have a Netflix... This kind of dovetails with what we were just discussing. We have a Netflix Witcher and now Final Fantasy XIV live-action show in the works. I was curious which RPG you'd like to see adapted to a, t to a TV series. Mm. And if so, which actors or actresses you would like to see in key roles. I don't really think in those terms, so I'm going to bow out on that part of it. But, uh... Mm. Yeah, that FF14 show, that was weird to see... Uh, press releases for because all the press like all the reporting was talking about how the press release emphasized chocobos will be in it and it's like I, I can think of like a million things I'd care about seeing in it before chocobos yes I yeah. get it. <laughs> I get it but you're just gonna like you're gonna CG one up or you're going to do something even worse and paint an ostrich yellow so I'm not sure which of those I'm more scared of but yeah yeah, I don't, I, mean, like, I don't. I'm I'm just thinking. Okay, we have the Dragon Quest and Nino Kuni movies coming up this summer. Should be interesting to rent sometime. I forgot there was a Nino Kuni movie coming, partially because it seemed like the, that was the hope the whole time, and the fact that it didn't already happen made it seem like it never would. <laughs> I mean, when you I hire, mean, it's not even connected to the. It's not even connected to the game plots. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the game plots between them are connected either. But yeah, like I just remember, like the thing they they advertised with Nino Kuni One was we got Ghibli to make characters, and then you know I don't think Ghibli's even making this, so it's just like, huh, well done. <laughs> Let me double check to make sure that assertion assertion isn't a house of lies. Let's see. Uh, 
Trish, probably just look for Nina Kune. There's a lot more to find out about uh, Ghibli than Nina Kune. Okay, film. Yeah, it's being made by OLM Inc. So. Huh. I mean, they've certainly done plenty. They're the they're the ones that do the Pokemon movies, so and the Yokai Watch movies. So it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, it's they're the ones that do game game anime movies. <laughs> I'm sure they do other things, but a lot of game anime movies here. <laughs> Inazuma Eleven. So yeah, just just the usual. Uh, oh, Dobutsu no Mori. Uh, so yeah, a lot of lot of video game anime movies, video game anime shows. So it's not a surprising turn to have them do it, but it does it does remind you of just how much the marketing of the original Nino Kuni was cheaply. It's here. Mm-hmm. It was a very pretty game. Yeah, yeah. Shame it was about also the rest like of the it. Only five I ever gave on a review. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still sad about that uh, us not getting that DS version. But hey, the book. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a fan translation I'll have to get around to one of these years. Yeah. Uh, and, you can, can, and you can get that book in English. It's a nice, it's a nice PDF if you want to go hunting for that. Um, or you can uh, probably pay uh, a ton for the actual book. Yeah, but that's expensive. <laughs> but yeah, um, can't think of a lot of things that like because I don't watch a lot of TV shows. There's not a lot of things I want as a TV show. <laughs> I mean, a part of me wants to see them do an anime of Kingdom Hearts, but keep all the Disney characters in it mm. and just watch what gets done to them. <laughs> um. I'd say let's do a remake of the Dragon Warrior anime and actually show the entire thing. Because <laughs> that thing's got in-jokes to the first four Dragon Quest games. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, the fortune teller and dancer from Dragon Quest Four make a cameo later on. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I think one of the big games I'd love to have as an anime already happened, which was... Persona 4. <laughs> they're, they're, and 5. Yeah. And 5. That, that 5 anime is lesser, but uh, they, they, there's some production problems with that 5 one, but that's, uh, it's, it's I, a way to experience it. And I even got a Tales of the Abyss anime, so... I, I mean, half the, tale, half the later Tales games had an anime anyway. It's true. They weren't all full adaptations of the game plot, though. Like, uh, I remember Vesperia has an anime, but it's like a prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Vesperia is Vesperia. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's... That's, that's one of those... I'm trying to think of, like, other ones that don't have some sort of anime that... Like, I'm thinking about, like, ones that I'm baffled had an anime... I'm a big fan of the fact that for some reason, like two years after the game came out, there was a Conception 2 anime. <laughs> I have never watched it. I never want to watch it, but I'm very amused that it happened for some reason, and I'm curious who paid for it and why. Somebody who really liked their harem stories. 
I mean, they could have saved themselves the licensing fees and saved themselves a lot of time. Uh, let's see. Now I'm remembering when they redid Devil Survivor 2 to tie in with an anime, but then, like, the re-release of Devil Survivor 2 ended up taking, like, another two years to come out anyway. <laughs> Uh, I remember that. Poor, poor record breaker. Yeah. A decent game. Very, very good game. Ill-timed. Yep. Uh, I'd kind of like an anime of the original Persona so that people can experience that story without having to play it. <laughs> it's bad, but it has an interesting enough plot that I think you could make a decent like 12-episode series out of it. Yeah. Xenogears. Oh, yeah, cast in the name of God. You not anime. <sighs> That's one of those ones that you're kind of... I think Xenosaga had an anime at some point. Xenosaga had a bit of everything. Yeah, but Xenogears, they never really capitalized on that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Project Cross, uh, that would be hilarious. That would be a licensing nightmare, but I would pay for... I would, like pay a stupid amount per episode if they guaranteed that Sagata Sanshiro would be in it, so... I mean, it's... The game itself is a licensing nightmare to begin with, and yet it somehow came to America. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but... Man, that'd be... That'd be, that'd be amusing. Get some, uh... Get my official, uh... dialogue between Yakuza characters and Ace Attorney characters... And I love that that happened. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm thinking for other ones. Like, there's not a lot I can think of that I'd really go out of my way to see. And certain, like, even less so for live action. Like, live action for a lot of these doesn't make sense. I have no idea what what do you even make an FF14 TV show about? I don't know. <laughs> I know well, it has a story, but. In the case of Final Fantasy XIV, you've got this on the pro side, the fact that it's not necessary to base it on the main story. Instead, you can just base it on the world. Yeah. Which means that they could tell any story they want as long as it's recognizably in the same world. Yeah, yeah. Man, like, that's, that's still bad, bizarre to me. Mm. I think officially... I think the, the Witcher... Uh, show would not exist without the games but I think officially it's based off the novels it is yeah which would make it the second show based off the novels really there's another yeah. show yeah it was uh, at the time the witcher didn't exist in English so it was localized as the hexer oh interesting hmm was it terrible uh, by all accounts it wasn't great <laughs> <laughs> There's also a film, which is also based off the books, because it's from 2001. Uh, but yeah, like the film and the TV series are very similar, as far as I can tell. But very... I mean, it had a, the film had a budget of $4 million, so it's probably quite cheap. Actually, but, you know, it's, it's a Polish book series. It was made in Poland. I mean, I have no idea as to its quality, but someone subtitled it. Uh, so, I mean, if, if you need that in your life, it's uh, not at all hard to find. 
I don't need that in my life. Um, I think you'd have to be pretty desperate for like like Witcher content to want to do that. There's a lot of books there, by the way. There's a lot of books. There's three games plus three Gwent. Gwent is getting pretty into the fringes. I could see yeah. being wanting something more Witcher than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just weird. Just, just weird, weird, weird. Like it makes slightly more sense in live action than Final Fantasy does, but I mean, it's, I still don't trust it. Mm. <laughs> and Final Fantasy XIV is just completely baffling to me. Uh, I'm remembering the mid aughts Final Fantasy anime that uh, pleased no one. Ugh. We're all remembering Final Fantasy Unlimited and trying to forget. Nope, that never happened. Don't know what you're talking about. Doesn't exist. Price, you know enough about that to care. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, while you guys were talking about Witcher, I had a little lady calling for me in the other room while Mommy was starting the bath. It sounded like it. <laughs> yep. So, uh, hello, Leona. Say hi. Hello. Don't cry. Okay. Well, she's just, <laughs> she's just nice and snuggling right now. That's good. That's good. She, I don't think she's figured out I don't have milk yet. Um, Give it time, and then she'll start crying. <laughs> But yeah, but she she's a little snuggle bunny here. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, hello world, this is Leona. We have no picture to show you because it's a voice-only podcast. <laughs> That's healthy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's a, good, a good excuse as any to not talk about Final Fantasy Unlimited, so... Yeah. Perfect. Because <laughs> that yeah. show doesn't exist. <laughs> what show? Uh, okay. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, they're just gone at that. Yes. Yeah. Just yawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they have a 14 show. Can't be worse than Spirits Within. This I declare. Yeah. Uh, does Do the Dot Hack animes count as animes based on games? Or the games, no. do the games count as. Games based on anime. How does that? How does that work? It, it the was entire like a multi- franchise is such a mixed media thing. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. It was conceived as multiple media, so I don't think any of them gets to pretend to be the main one. Although I would say that the game, like most things, exist to supplement the plot of the games. Mm. So I would say if it's if it's anything, they're based on the games, but they're almost never chron- like chronicling what happens in the games. That's true. They're just like, here's the lead-up. Sometimes that's good. I think at most it's just, here's a character from the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes it won't even be... Like, the most entangled that they ever got was uh, Dot Hack Roots, which is a direct prequel to the GU games. Yeah. But once you get into the, like... Dot Hack Sign basically has nothing to do with the games other than vaguely setting up the first set, but I mean, like, you could certainly watch that and never even realize there was a game associated with it. Yeah, that's just a good show on its own. Yeah, no, that's a surprisingly good show, yeah, actually. It's, it's, it's interesting because you look at it and you expect, like, I guess, like an action-based show, and it is not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a depression-based show. It's um, a... It's a very uh, thinky show, is that a word? It's very introspective, I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, yeah. so for a different thing for game-based cartoons, mm -hmm. three words. Excuse me, princess. Oh, <laughs> oh God, why? <laughs> because they could do better nowadays. They could well, do they better. Could. They could. And plus, considering how canonically bizarre the canon um, timelines are, they did, wouldn't even have to base it on a particular game. Sure. Though it might end up with a game made based off of it, if it did well enough. I mean, hey, uh, if they could make a beat rhythm spinoff, do it well and make it profitable, they can do anything. Sure. What could go wrong? What could, All sorts of things, but... What yeah. could possibly go wrong? That's the first time anything's gone wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I'm thinking about really weird uh, TV show-based games, and I'm thinking about that time that, uh, for some reason, in 2011, there was a PSP Ava rhythm game <laughs> made by Grasshopper Manufacture. For some reason, what? Because they would make anything weird. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, officially, like, rebuild of Ava sound impact. I mean, whatever. Skynax's money to blow, I guess. Mm -hmm. At the time, even... it was Skynax's anyway. Now it would be Studio Kara. Hmm? What does that even mean? What do you mean? Uh, whatever you just said before. Skynax? No, before that. Oh, no. Cut off. Hello? Hello? Hi. I'm back. Hi. I was trying to work out what does what were you saying? What does that even mean to? Uh, I don't know. I'm distracted. Oh, uh, Wheels is very clearly tired, so we should probably wrap this up. We're out no. of questions now. Are we what? out of questions? We actually we, are, we are out of questions. Sweet. Okay. Well, it's almost bath time over here, so I should probably be going. Yeah. Good idea. So, uh, always Wheels, next question. Have you been enjoying any literature lately? Uh, I will be soon, I can say that, as I have gotten okay, sure. a fresh copy of Princess's Pizza Parlor with a new cover, which I like better nice. than the old cover, for sure. Oh, Thank I should you. probably mention, there won't be an episode next week. I'll be gone. Yes, that too. We are, <laughs> oh, okay. We are taking a week off. <laughs> so, which, good enough. Which case, I will take that time to do some reading. Aha! Okay. Uh, okay. Well then, talk to you guys later. All right. See ya. See ya. See ya. All right. Let's find the stop button. Okay, you can send us questions in the usual place, etc. Uh, Comment section, Discord, both of those will get checked. Yep. Um, may do some more Yokai Watch streaming at some point, but we shall see. And uh, that's about it. See you
切なのは信じることで